0: Greetings, adventurers! This is OGRPG,
1: where we journey into the realms
0: of 8, 16, and 32 bit RPGs. Hi, Cartridge Commandos. This week, Dale and I are back with part two of Super Mario Bros. RPG for the Super Nintendo. We'll bust out our general thoughts and begin our quest in earnest in the level by level section. So let's get down to it. So it's now it is time for general chat. Woo. Yeah. And hey, let's get it started here because this is good stuff. And I think at least to me, it was a pleasant surprise back in 96. And, uh, you know, I think it still holds up. Yeah, I mean, I would I would play this game any day of the week.
1: It's it's still fun to this day. Uh, I don't want to carve into my uh, the review section too much, but uh, spoiler alert, I guess I, I really enjoyed this game.
0: Well, I think I think the cat's already out of the bag in that department, but
1: <laughs> yeah, I will say I, I did try to be fair and unbiased, even though I you know I generally kind of tell people this is um, you know my favorite game of all time. Although I think I kind of just settled on that as an answer at some point um, for mm-hmm. that argument. But this game does have you know quite a few flaws. I think one of the biggest ones being that uh, there's there's not a ton of meat on the bone. Uh, for RPG fans, I think you'll be a little let down.
0: It is a bit uh, linear, I would say, which isn't always bad. You know, there are a few little side quests and a couple places you can go. And there are the mini games, I guess, if you wanted to kind of get some extra stuff, but it's not really necessary, you know?
1: Yeah, maybe... Maybe what I'm trying to say is it's not a difficult game. All ages, you know, all skill levels can get through this one fairly easily uh, without too much resistance. But, you know, there is a lot of stuff to do. I do wish it was longer. <laughs> I feel like it kind of yeah. ends a little shorter than what I would want it to be.
0: I think it reminds me of Final Fantasy IV or US 2 where you really don't have to grind ever. It's paced very well in that way, which even though I I, I don't mind a little bit of grinding here and there.
1: I would agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it's not a bad thing. I mean, you, pacing, you know, the pacing is good. You don't really ever have to kind of stop and be like, Oh, man, like, I'm, I'm under leveled, I gotta, <laughs> gotta yeah, take I, some
0: time and grind. I did a little bit at the beginning before I was like, "Ah, this really isn't necessary. And then I was ahead of the curve for the rest of the game to a point that it was, yeah, you know, I, I never felt in danger, you know, or anything, which, again, is fine, especially mm-hmm. if it's You know, aimed at a younger audience and would help to make it more palatable, especially as a first rpg experience absolutely yeah there's um kind of a couple built-in grind spots
1: too that we'll talk about later but uh then they really kind of make it easy for you if you if you want to grind one of the biggest i don't know if it was intentional or not but biggest systems in the game is uh when you die and you you go back to wherever you last saved you don't lose your experience points so mm. for that reason alone once once you start finding spots with stars you can you can grind and then intentionally kill yourself go back to your save spot get it uh-huh. get a star block again and just continue to continue to get points man oh i didn't think about that do you lose coins when you die you oh man what do you lose i think you lose you lose i, I think you lose your coins but you, you maintain your experience uh, or any items yeah. that you got up to that point, I believe you lose. You have to you have to go regain those items, but you you keep your exp. So again, if you find you know a star block out in the wild somewhere, yeah. you can hit the block. You can kill all the enemies. You can get all the experience points from, from them. Then you know approach mm-hmm. an enemy, just let yourself die. And you go back to your save point, rinse and repeat, and you know oh. you'll be <laughs> level fifty in no time, or twenty five, yeah. whatever it caps it.
0: <laughs> genius, genius. I yeah. wish I would have thought of that. I think <laughs> it's always interesting especially comparing RPGs with how they treat you after death, you know, sometimes, you know, in say final fantasy one or earlier ones where, you know, you just go back to your last save, whereas dragon warrior, you would lose half your gold, but keep your XP. And I don't know, it's a, it's interesting to see how the different ones treat it, but this is a pretty generous death. I suppose you could say, I don't <laughs> <It's know. laughs> pretty forgiving. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: But, uh, I mean, uh, I actually didn't know that when I was, when I was a kid playing this for the first time and, uh, I had a spot, um, You know, uh, of course, we'll go through it level by level, but there's a spot early on in the game where uh, there's just an endless supply of enemies that keep kind of moving forward through the screen. Mm. And once you get Mario and Mallow to a certain level, you can essentially kind of look away from the TV and just, you know, tap the attack button, just continue (laughs) to tap A and you'll get through every fight and every maybe five or six minutes I look over and, you know, hit a few heal spells
0: and then be good to go. Oh, set up the death machine. Yep. <laughs> That's not, speaking of linearity, that was another thing I, I thought that was kind of, I guess, not disappointing, but uh, a little basic. Is that your weapons and armor are all just in order? You are going from weaker to stronger. <laughs> you know, there is no like plateaus of equal or but slightly different weapons that, which is something I really love, and but not all RPGs have. this. But again, for a first time player, I, I can get it, but it would be nice, you know yeah not a lot of depth there's
1: not a lot of customization it's not like you're kind of having to toggle between do i want to raise this stat you know versus lowering this stat and this stat or the other it's just essentially you get to a new area and they give you some better stuff and then you continue on
0: <laughs> yeah yeah which is the case for a lot of rpgs or especially old ones so it's not not necessarily a big hurt there but i'm you know like you said and trying to be fair here and objective
1: there is one instance i can think of where they kind of try to mix that in where you get the uh do you recall the work work pants is it the the work pants item so that one mario and Mallow and i think bowser can equip that one like will raise your attack and your defense but take your your uh magic defense down so if you want to kind of keep your guys even across the board as far as defense goes then you want to avoid those but i I guess they let you kind of mix it up there a little bit but that's the only item i could think of
0: I, i guess there there is a bit with the whatever your accessories are, you, you can customize a little bit there. I wish you had I wish you could wear more accessories to give you a little more room to like combo up or really go for something instead of just, you know, I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, there's really just that one accessory slot. And you know, th- those are all pretty cut and dry. It's like, do you want sleep resistance? There you go. Do you want poison resistance? There you go.
0: It's Yeah, yeah, there's nothing like too crazy. And there's typically. You'll get one or two relatively early on, I think, that are just like, well, kind of head and shoulders better than most of the other ones. So you're always going to have those equipped, I felt, most of the (laughs) time anyways. So it was just kind of a no-brainer.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So let's talk about the graphics of this game. I really like them.
1: I also like them quite a bit.
0: (laughs) I think they're, uh, you know, you have a lot of really well-animated and faithfully accurate sprites, you know, representations, any kind of pseudo 3D Model, you know, all the character modeling seems spot on for the Mario series here to forth.
1: Oh yeah, they absolutely nailed it. I um, I was always impressed with the animations the char- the, uh, the characters do. I mean, for for sixteen bits, the amount of expression you get. I mean, in certain scenes, just and the stuff Mario does that cracks me up. I <laughs> it, it's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, I, they use a lot of him, instead of <laughs> textually belaboring the story, you know, thus far, when he meets someone new, he'll kind of pantomime it out, and it's pretty goofy. <laughs> but, you know, like you said, it's kind of impressive that when you're watching him do it, you can kind of tell what he's what part of the story he's going through, you know? Exactly. You can, Although... You
1: can you can see his emotions on his face and it's uh, again given a handful of pixels it's, it's pretty impressive they do that. There's one scene later uh, where where uh, Mario's talking to the Chancellor in Mushroom Kingdom right and he goes mm-hmm. to walk away thinking the conversation's over and the Chancellor speaks up and says something just as Mario turns and he falls and smashes his face into the ground right <laughs> so then you turn around and speak to him again for a second then he turns to walk and walk away again and the Chancellor says something and Mario rolls all the way down the stairs and smashes against the wall and you can just you can kind of feel his anguish like when (laughs) you're trying to get away from a conversation and you can't
0: (laughs) yeah no it's uh it's it's good stuff i think that it works well with the localization which is pretty top-notch as far as i could tell like the They make goofy, cheesy jokes, and I I think they land uh, pretty well for what they are. You know, I'm not looking for cutting edge comedy necessarily, but
1: (laughs) yeah, I would say the uh, localization is as good as it
0: could be for this era. I mean, it's,
1: you know, culturally, the references they make in the game make sense to any, you know, American player. And, you know, the humor, there's there isn't anything really lost there that feels, you know, foreign to an American player.
0: Yes, indeed. And, well, we're kind of talking about graphics still, but uh, I I wanted to talk about the backgrounds, too, because they're great. I like the isometric view, and I think coupled with the, the rendered backgrounds have a very, like, lush, like, especially the areas, I guess, at the beginning, but in other parts, like the plant foresty areas always look great that I always love those backgrounds yeah and you don't see a lot of um, or at least it's
1: not overly abused but the uh, the reused kind of sprites or backgrounds you see for um, I mean I guess the houses now that I'm thinking about it anytime you sort of go to a house in the game you'll see a lot of the reused kind of tables or beds or this that or the other but um, I mean otherwise it's you know every time you go to a new area it's kind of got its own style its own feel and you know they put a lot of love into it
0: yeah for sure and you get like well, you you know you kind of explore this world like area by area that are all connected on a kind of you know we kind of discussed this before a almost Super Mario worldy style map that you move from area to area and then you go down into the actual uh, gosh I don't know the, the zoomed in area I guess you could say <laughs> where where the here you can see you know that's where your towns are or the areas where you'll fi- be fighting enemies which you know you see them walking around so that's fun and having the jump as an ability to avoid them, but also explore and look for hidden stuff gives you a little little more agency that's fun when you're going through these kind of corridor ish areas.
1: Yeah, there's sort of always something to do, no matter what screen you're on. I, you can essentially kind of break it down into three areas, I guess. You've you've got your overworld map, which we discussed. Then you've got your um your your levels that you go into that kind of interconnect, mm-hmm. and then um you you kind of get to the towns and the main hubs, the main areas. Um, and in in those three areas, you essentially have you know something different you can do. You can roam around the map, look around. Then when you're in an area, you can grind again. There's you know the jumping mechanic. You find secret blocks. So, you know you're always kind of looking. You're always on the prowl. There's different enemies um the fact that you can see the enemies on the screen kind of kind of adds an element of you know do i want to fight this guy do i want to go around him and then when you're in the towns again you're looking for secret blocks or secret paths secret areas you know there's always something to do
0: yeah yeah or sometimes just new entrances like hey maybe i can get on this person's roof and go down their chimney like a pipe or whatnot so
1: yeah, and I will say I I did say it was somewhat bare bones earlier, but I mean there is quite a bit to do. There's you know uh, kind of secret quests, side missions, things that if you just mm-hmm. you know went through the game and had no idea this stuff existed, then you would never know it was there. You know, you, you, it's not something you would just run into unless you went looking for it. So which I, is cool. Yeah, yeah, I think
0: I think the game's lenient difficulty kind of detracts, at least personally speaking, from my from the attraction of exploring because I don't feel like I'm like, man, I'm not trying to find something to finally get past this area. I'm, you know, (laughs) like uh, sometimes you find extra, you know, I kind of cheesed it with the lazy shell and, that was even like that was literally lazy I was, it was
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: ridiculous cuz i you know i like i'm under no threat i barely have to pay attention to fights if i don't want to and
1: yeah i mean there but, there are as a kid i recall um with, with no knowledge and being brand new at rpgs playing through this there there was a couple of fights i did get hung up on so it's, it's not to say there's no difficulty at all but yeah. um you know if, if you got your wits about you and you've spent any amount of time in this game then you know you should be able to sail right through it
0: yeah The one downside I think of the isometric view is that there are a couple points where you have to do some platforming Mm. and it gets kind of tricky. Like the worst for me is in the beanstalks going up to Mallow's town where if you can't see the, you know, they're like a full screen and a half apart, (laughs) you know, bridging these two clouds and there's four of these different beanstalks. But if you can't see the top or bottom, where they begin or end you you know it's really hard to mentally grasp which one is like forward and to the left or is it behind it or is it you know it's uh... tell me about it that is that's probably my
1: least favorite part of the game right next to um in a, a similar area just before that when you're trying to get up the wall in the um just after monstro mm-hmm. town and mm-hmm. uh, the uh the paratroopers have to uh, build essentially like a hopping bridge for you to get up this giant wall and yeah. just figuring out where exactly on the on this in this isometric View that they're actually at and making those jumps. There's so many times trying to get up that wall where I I just want to get to the top of it and continue the game, and and you miss one jump and you fall all the way back down.
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) it. It's rough because it's like if you can't see their shadows, (laughs) yeah, you're screwed. It's like unfair. You're like, I okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's no depth, man. You can't tell.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you know, again, the on the whole, I really like the both the isometric view and the jump mechanic. I think it, it. you know, adds quite a bit. And I would agree. Is on brand for Super Mario Brothers. So Yeah, definitely. I mean, everything is uh I think I've said before, but this
1: is the perfect meld of Final Fantasy and Mario. It's you know, it's Super sure, Mario, sure. but it's also you can feel the Final Fantasy influence.
0: Yes, yes, indeed. I think, yeah. I think the combat controls function okay. It's a little. It's one of those things I think we kind of mentioned before, where I, I've never had a problem with just a straight up menu based games, and I don't feel like this one. If it, if they went, you know, fully combat menus instead of kind of having the four button setup that they do. Yeah, I mean, I. I
1: it's definitely unique, and funnily enough, I was uh, when I was reading about this game a little bit. Um, it's sort of the basis for the the timed hits mechanic and and how they did the menu. I, apparently, it came from a Japanese toy, <laughs> so oh. the. the combat director had played with some japanese toy where you have to press yeah one of four buttons in time with with music kind of like a bop it or something mm, and okay. uh, he kind of thought oh that'd be fun to add into an rpg so he developed the uh, the time hits mechanic and and the whole menu system so so that mean, come I out it
0: works. i i think it does too and i guess it, you know when you consider what the timed hits it works out it's pretty I easy to get used to too but yeah yeah i i just think about like this game or secret of Mana with the rings menus you know where it's like i i just i'm always a little critical because while i do think especially the ring menus like i'm like yeah it looks cool it's kind of flashy but is it really better than just an easy like utilitarian menu like yeah i hear you you know utility
1: versus you know how how cool and unique can we make it (laughs) style
0: over substance maybe i don't know but you know i think it works fine it's definitely not like a detriment i don't know
1: yeah um i guess getting away from graphics a little bit and kind of gameplay uh the music is just i I love the soundtrack to this (laughs) this is like every, every tune just kind of makes sense for where you're at it just if feels like it was, a lot of love was put into, okay, you know, are we in a mining area? Should this song kind of sound, you know, like you're in a mining town? Or are we on a river? Should this sound like we're on, you know, a boat somewhere? It's just, you know, every tune has just got your toe tapping and it's catchy.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's very well done as a kind of marriage of Uematsu and uh Koji Kondo, you know, the two oh, yeah. different, which, you know, are very different Composers, but you know, here you've got Final Fantasy plus Mario RPG, so they kind of blend it together in a way where I think, you know, some of the songs, you know, like the Culix music is leans more heavily Final Fantasy and some lean more heavily Super Mario, but I think for the most part, almost or at least the majority of the music, I could hear in either series and would accept them. You know, I think they fit right in. I would agree.
1: I would say that, uh, I think overall it kind of leans towards that. Koji Kondo style so every tune is yeah. kind of just bouncy and upbeat and kind of has like a you know toe tap and loop but uh you know there are those tracks that kind of feel ethereal and epic kind of like you know when you're on Star Hill for instance I mean the soundtrack there just feels like it's right mm. out of a Final Fantasy game
0: Yeah this yeah that's a good call I think that the story and setting fits Right in with you know existing Mario franchise IP, I, I you know I, I could very well see playing through this entire adventure as a side-scrolling platformer, uh, and I wouldn't bat an eye. Be like, yeah, sure, this, this is a Mario game, but they 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 found a again a good mix to to bring out the adventurous side, you know.
1: Yeah, for sure, and I, yeah, you know, at the time for ninety six, uh, I think it was cool to finally see yeah, Bowser get dethroned as the the main villain and kind of <laughs> see somebody else step in, and and then certain things like having to team up with Bowser was just you know blew my mind as a child. So <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah. like that, I thought was you know it's a pretty bold move, and it's you know, it kind of speaks towards the more Final Fantasy uh, style of storytelling. You know, Mario's never been huge on a uh, on story, but uh
0: <laughs> sure, sure, well, it uh, you know definitely was an early appeal of this game for me where i was like oh i get to play with bowser all right you know I'll, i want to check this out yeah but <laughs> joke was on me but <laughs> but <laughs> I, I i do think the new stuff they added the smithy gang and those kind of characters too they feel very mario-ish kind of you know what i mean like uh, i wouldn't have if i heard that super mario mario brothers 5 or whatever that was going to come out would have had the smithy gang as bad guys now i'd be like okay you know it makes as much sense as anything else there you know <laughs> yeah funnily enough
1: i uh i would you know i think they're they're good villains and a good design and everything but they've never been seen in anything else <laughs> nintendo uh, apparently abandoned them because they they really haven't been used in any other mario lore ever again
0: <laughs> that's great you know I, I think i was reading a thing about it where i think square got the rights to all the other characters oh okay that
1: makes sense so then. they
0: have it you know what i mean like uh, but or i guess them and enix now but so I think that's kind of why there there's less continuity between this uh, this game and like the Paper Mario series. Or
1: mm, it's all about that money, man. No good, no good for the fans got to get those froggy
0: coins yeah
1: <laughs> but uh in kind of getting back to i guess graphics but uh the, the smithy gang and the uh the bosses and the designs and the enemies I, as a kid i didn't really know what i was looking at but playing through it again it, you kind of see that there's a theme there where um you talk about the giant sword kind of crashing into to bowser's keep which we'll discuss in the level by level and mm-hmm. the design of smithy himself you kind of see that they're all sort of uh like weapon slash blade designed i guess yeah and, yeah you know there's there's kind of a theme there but um, they're wacky, man. Like looking at the art and looking at the sprites, like, who came up with this
0: stuff? <laughs> it's some wild stuff, especially the one that always stood out to me was the bow Bowyer. Is that his name? Yeah, Bowyer. The giant like anthropomorphic bow. But yeah. his face just looks nuts. I I find it, and I, you know, as a as a teenager and a, and as an adult, I think it's, it's disgusting. It creeps me out in a like um, <laughs> like super old animation, kind of like Cuphead uh, animation yeah. style from like the 30s and 40s. Like, uh, there's something off putting and repulsive I find about those things. So. And, <laughs> uh that guy you're like really like uh, tips in on that where i'm like reminds me of that stuff but i don't like it so i enjoy defeating that guy (laughs) yeah he kind of kind of looks like a shrimp with a with a bowstring between his head and his uh
1: his (laughs) rear and uh got i think red hair i took notes on it but he's got crazy red hair and every time he casts a spell or you hit him his eyes kind of spin around in his head so yeah i feel you there man he's gross he is is gross no sir i don't like it (laughs) but um you know, story. I think uh, they did a really good job of kind of balancing the the seriousness and the uh, the humor because there's so many parts that just make me laugh, but then there's parts that kind of you know hit you in the heartstrings there. Uh, you know, namely on Star Hill, which we'll talk more about.
0: But. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does get there, and without being too like maudlin, I suppose. You know, or too yeah. we- weepy about it. You know, it's it's charming in a way. It never takes itself too seriously. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We mentioned the kind of mini games uh, earlier. In. uh how many of those did you actually have you played or defeated them all? Or did you ever go back like the rapids or any of that? Did you have you ever done that stuff? Because I just kind of skipped by it.
1: So, um, uh, you know, at, at some point I've done just about 100% of this game, probably namely you mentioned uh, the Rapids or, or the uh, the Midas River minigame. I've never 100% of that one. That one's tricky. You kind of got to do like a perfect run on that. And, you know, if you're, you know, you're playing on an emulator or something, you got the uh, uh, the benefit of save states, which is nice. Sure. That, you know, that one is, you know, you really got to do a perfect run to 100% that one. You have to know that thing. You got to memorize it. Um, but, you know, all the other ones, I've I've definitely done them. Um, like I said, the biggest one for me—it's not really a mini game—but you know, getting getting 99 jumps with Mario uh, oh. is always a big achievement. That's always like, am I going to try to do it this time, or you know, am I, am yeah, I yeah. just going to? Uh, but you know, and then one of the more fun ones we mentioned—you you can get some of the more secret items in the game, but get to a Great Guy's Casino—that's you know, uh, oh yeah, one of the more lengthy side quests. You got to do a lot of a uh, uh, a lot of different things to 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 get up there.
0: Yeah, I just or like you know the one with the tadpoles to play the song and stuff. Like I remember messing around with it for a little while. And then I didn't know what I was doing wrong. And most of the time with these mini games, I found that they were just like a little too tough for me to do easily. And then I would look up what the reward was and be like, eh, (laughs) because the game's so easy. I didn't feel like I needed froggy drinks or Kiro. You know, I was, like, speaking of easiness, like, I feel like this game really goes nuts on enemies giving you items after battles. Like, I was throwing stuff away constantly because I was just, like, awash in mushrooms. And- yeah, I mean, you're, you're never at a loss for items. I don't think, I guess this is another criticism, but, uh,
1: um, you know, every, every time you get to a store in a town, I never really found myself needing to buy too much unless... Uh, yeah. I, you know unless for some reason it was you know i was about to go fight Culex or something like that and i wanted to make yeah. sure i had my you know a certain amount of things in my inventory but um but yeah i mean the, you know the bosses always drop stuff you're always finding um uh you know random blocks with items and it. like you're, you're stocked up most of this game and not to mention you know coins you know come come around pretty often too see i mean i was oh, yeah. never out of money
0: either <laughs> well I, I would get to points where i would look and be like ah, i'm you know you can only hold up to 999 coins so I would yeah. max out and then just be like, I, I have to keep reminding myself, like, don't even worry about these, co- you don't need, <laughs> <laughs> you you have too much, you know, because it'd be like I'd go to a town and spend maybe half that on my weapons and then pretty quickly it would, you know, it'd sell the old stuff and then I'd be maxed out again halfway through the next dungeon or something.
1: Yeah, and that is, that is another... Uh... Uh, kind of redundant system where you get to a new town and it's like you have the option of, of selling your old stuff and it's like why would you keep it you know you know, give me yeah. give me some kind of reason maybe this one's got kind of a flame element you know tied yeah. to it or something and yeah, maybe that works for certain enemies give me a reason to keep it there's really no reason to keep your old no, gear once you
0: get to no. a new place which you know again it is a little simplistic but i think that's what they were going for you know for an intro game especially when you're you know you're drawing people in with mario it's not the rpg that's going to draw most people in it's the <laughs> (laughs) super mario part of the title i think yeah that was the plan all along man and the plan worked (laughs) i will say uh there's uh one i guess i don't think
1: it's a mini game but uh you get to an area called marymore um you can choose. there's a hotel there and you can choose to stay in the room right and um you can choose to say stay in, I believe, what's called the deluxe room, and it, it's—I think it costs like 250 coins or something pricey. Yeah. Um. And I, I can't remember how to do it. I did it when I was young, and I tried to do it on this playthrough, and it, I'm sure it's super simple. <laughs> but there's a way that you can stay in that room, but not have enough money to pay for it, and Mario has to end up working at the hotel, so you have to stand there and kind of be a bellhop, and uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's sort of a mini game. And I—I I remember doing it when I was young, but for the life of me, I couldn't remember how to because every time i tried to to get into the deluxe room with intentionally not enough money they would just say hey, yeah. you need more coins so i don't i don't know huh
0: i that's awesome though i hope it i we need to figure right, maybe that out. i made the whole thing up in a fever dream i don't know <laughs> maybe you did but maybe that's the next mario game super bellhop mario <laughs> get in on it man yep Now it is time to adventure into Super Mario RPG level by level. Of course. Level by level. Experience level. Gets <laughs> funnier every time. So, yeah, this game kind of starts off with a, uh, I guess, not quite in median res, but you know, you get a bit of a story prologue where the princess, <laughs> in, in a surprise development, <laughs> is kidnapped by Bowser. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I think they almost tried to
1: make the opening as simple as they could to kind of uh kind of as like a, a jab at the general Mario
0: story, knowing that there's so much more that happens at this game. I yeah. mean that's that's how I took it at least. Oh sure. And you know, he it's pretty much just like a silent movie you don't need it you know it's pretty easy to tell what's going on yeah so Toadstool's told soul's essentially just sitting on a lily pad you know
1: enjoying her day and then uh bowser comes flying and out of nowhere grabs her no context whatsoever nothing going on that's all we really get story-wise and then mario uh runs out of his house and jumps into action and that's it <laughs> that's our opening
0: yeah yeah and i like that bowser is in his weird smiley face propeller you know what i mean the smiley yeah. copter whatever you want to call it <laughs> there's got to be like at least a japanese name for that thing i know i have to look it up i'm gonna go on
1: my own quest i'm sure some uh cartridge commandos out there know what it is and they'll be they'll be screaming it at the uh, podcast
0: yeah scream it at us in the form of an email at yeah. car- command cartridge command at gmail.com <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you you go right to Bowser's keep then right yeah, so you immediately cut to uh, uh, Mario approaching Bowser's Keep.
1: You know, there's a, there's a big bridge leading up to it, and he kind of takes a look at the castle and then runs inside.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And, okay, so we get inside here. You know, it's inside of a castle, so there's lots of, uh, you got, like, statues and stone walls. I like that they use the red doors from Super Mario World from the fortress levels.
1: Yeah, it's very, uh, there's there's a lot of love in this castle to make it look like, you know, Super Mario World and the original Mario games. I mean, it looks, it looks how it should. Fighting some Koopa soldiers called Terrapins that are pretty easy. Yeah, mostly, uh, I think it's entirely Terrapins, and then a couple of Fireballs is all you really run into from here. But uh, none of these guys really pose a threat. I think I think the highest damage they can do is one. I think I only ever got hit for one damage from these guys. And, uh, yeah, and I think... I- I think you can kill them in one hit as long as you hit your timed hit.
0: They're pretty weak and easily skippable if you want, but I know this last time I was playing through, I definitely, you know, starting here for, you know, and for a little bit into the game, I was like, no, I have to kill everything. I'm staying (laughs) on top of this unnecessarily so, I think. But
1: Yeah, the, uh, you know... Most of the times that I would play through this, I would always kill all these guys. And I think I learned recently that uh, you don't get to keep the experience points off of these guys. So I don't think it matters. I think, wow, <laughs> I think, the, the, yeah, I think the wise way to go through this is just to avoid them. Well, I concur. But yeah, uh, you know, there's a couple screens in the castle. Um, yeah, then there's an area over lava where some fireballs will jump out at you and they pose a little bit more of a threat. But, you know, nothing here is really going to take you down.
0: Now, pretty quickly, you'll end up in the room where it's... The princess is tied up high in the
1: air. Yeah, so Mario looks up. There's two chandeliers and sees Toadstool tied up, hanging, hanging out of the air. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and you have, you have to get up there. And is Bowser up there yet, or do you jump up there and then he comes after? Uh, I
1: remember. Th- I think I think he's up there. Then you jump up. I don't recall. Well, you know, yeah. Chicken or egg?
0: <laughs> well, basically, it's you and Bowser are on up in the sky on different chandeliers and you get into a, your first boss fight yeah your first boss fight and uh funnily enough
1: they decided to uh uh it's almost kind of tutorial-esque but you know in this fight you're not supposed to directly attack bowser um and, and if you do then peach will give you a uh, a voice line saying mario attack the chain so you, you know this whole fight you're supposed to be attacking the chain
0: that holds yeah. the chandelier that bowser's on which you might not have noticed i guess you know, especially if you're like a, a, a little kid, but the, the chain holding it up is actually a, a, a chomp. Yeah. So it's like the kink link. Yeah, the kinklink. So you start beating it up and eventually when you do enough damage, it will basically open its mouth and then drop the chandelier, which will fall. Yeah, but it's not over there, buddy. Because uh, Bowser
1: throws a hammer up, hits the Kinkling holding Mario chandelier, and his falls too. And then you get the first probably humorous moment in the game where the Mario chandelier essentially falls down and catches up to Bowser's falling yeah. chandelier that he's standing on. And Bowser's kind of kind of turned around, crying, dejected, like he's
0: got tears coming out of his eyes. Yeah, yeah. So, but then the battle continues as you're falling through the air, super epic. Yeah, and I, I mean, it doesn't take too long where you what you beat him, and then you kind of bounce, jump, and bounce off him. To soar back up to where Peach is and rescue her.
1: Yep, yeah, do a big Mega Mario leap right off of Bowser's head and then uh, grab Peach. And which, but, you know,
0: that battle is very simple. It's just, you know, there's no real tactics to it. It's just beat him up for a little while for Yeah, much. just.
1: Hit attack until it's over, pretty much. There's really no, again, no threat
0: of danger here. But it's once you finally rescue Peach that the true threat of the game reveals itself. Yeah, the story opens up, man. So uh, as soon as you grab onto Peach, the whole
1: castle starts to shake. Nobody knows what's going on. And then we uh, jump right into a cutscene.
0: Yeah, there's like, it's like outside the Bowser's castle. And you see like a star break open and this giant sword shoots down and lands. You know, and this is like a cartoon sword with big googly eyes, but uh, it (laughs) stabs down into bowser's castle and then sends you and is it you and bowser i I don't know it doesn't show what happens to princess or bowser but you go flying off uh you are propelled away from the castle yeah so it's kind of a secret as to where uh bowser and peach go but you know all three of you are
1: essentially flung out of the castle after the giant sword lands there but you see mario crying flying through the air and uh, uh freaking out and he lands back at his pad in mushroom kingdom
0: Yes, at Mario's pad, and uh, pretty quickly, you you know, you have your little house here where you can rest. Uh, there's a save block. Yep. Yeah, funnily
1: enough, uh, when you land back in the house, you land on the, uh, the coat rack there, and you're just kind of hanging up, and then uh, Toad comes running in, and he's like, oh, you know, quit screwing around, Mario. <laughs> you got to jump off the <laughs> coat rack. Yeah, that's awesome. But so and yeah. then uh, shortly after this we're kind of treated to our first uh, tutorial moment where uh, you go to leave because uh, Toad tells you to go go grab Peach right because you don't know where she's at Yeah. Um, and then he, he bumps into you and it takes a uh, hit point away from you and it kind of explains to you like oh hey here's how you heal yourself and he gives you
0: a mushroom. He, he gives you a little bit about timed hits as well too and then eventually he'll give you three mushrooms so. Yeah and then uh, you know funnily enough if you choose to skip this dialogue where he's,
1: you know Toad will ask you hey do you know about timed hits and if you select no he'll tell Turn around because a Goomba had walked up at that point for you to kind of practice oh. on. And he'll turn around and say, Hey, watch out, buddy. He knows about timed hits. And the Goomba will kind of
0: just <laughs> turn around and walk away. <laughs> he knows. I don't know better. why that always cracked me up. He's like, I'm nothing timed
1: hits. <laughs> He's like, Oh, he knows about timed hits. I won't fight him, man.
0: But yeah, so really there's. I mean, there's kind of two exits to this because you can leave on a path that would take you to Bowser's Castle, but the bridge is down and you can see the big sword sticking out.
1: Yeah, you, you walk up, see what's going on, see that the uh, bridge is out, then you got to head back to uh, uh, Mario's pad and let Toad know. And he's like, all right, we got to go tell the Chancellor. And thus our, our journey begins to Mushroom Kingdom.
0: Yes, the adventure begins at Mushroom Way.
1: Yep, yep, pretty, uh, you know, again, like this whole kind of starting area kind of serves somewhat as a tutorial, kind of, you know, lets you, lets you get your hands dirty on some combat and some jumping around and finding blocks and all that kind of good oh, stuff. Oh, for
0: sure. Yeah, and you kind of follow the totals, like moving through here. You're going to see you got Goombas, you got Sky Troopas. Yeah, Goombas, Sky Troopas.
1: Uh, are there spikies yet? Do we run into those in these first couple areas?
0: I think, yes, in the third screen of this, of the, there's it's a three-screen area. And the third one is where you have that Lakitu gotcha. who's kind of roaming around and tossing a bunch of spinies. And this was an area that I did some stupid grinding as well. Yeah, he just keeps throwing those, those spinies over and over I, again. I, I really thought in my mind, I was like, I think if you kill like 10 or 20 of them, then for some reason I, I thought he would stop and then... You know, I was about to say, I think there is a limit. I thought there was. I Well, I never got to it because I stayed there, and then eventually I was like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This is probably the first area you could conceivably grind if you really wanted to. But, but And then right beyond that, you'll see another boss, the Hammer Bros. Yeah, your first, I guess, real boss fight. Training wheels are off, man. Which, I mean... Especially in the original Super Mario Brothers, Hammer Brothers were a big threat. Oh yeah, and these guys actually—I uh, uh, remember as a kid. I think I
1: lost the first time I, I fought these guys. Of course, I didn't know what I was doing, but you know, yeah. they're—they're they're not hard per se. But you know, if you're really not paying attention, they—they they could take you out.
0: Well, yeah, definitely because you're unarmed here. While you do have your little one-two punch combo, you can do it's—it's it's not the strongest, you know. So yeah, and I think. For these guys, you should at this
1: point have your your jump spell, which you get at level one. And uh, if you if you hammer on that, that jump spell really puts the uh, puts the works on these guys.
0: Mm, I believe it. Yeah, as long as I feel like if you are even level two by this point, it, you should be on track to yeah. Take them so down.
1: they have this uh, hammer time attack where they.
0: Uh, throw this big flurry of
1: hammers at you which is probably the scariest one they have and uh if you're level two at that point i think i wrote down it, it does about eight damage to you and we're talking you know you got 25 hp so you do the
0: math there even that's not too bad it's like phew, yeah please hammer <laughs> don't hurt them but after defeating them you get one of the hammers yeah, your first uh first weapon in the game. That's right, which you know, was a special thrill for me because there aren't a lot of uh, Mario games before this where you actually got where I was like, "Yeah, Mario, pick up the pick up the hammer, damn it. And let's get real." <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: Quit screwing around, man.
0: Yeah, we got to rescue the princess.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. After these guys, uh where we are actually at Mushroom Kingdom, correct?
0: Uh yeah, that's, you know, right after the screen and then now you're in your first uh Kind of town. It's a cool. Like, gosh, I, I don't know. It has kind of, everything has kind of a cathedral look to it. Medieval village, you know, very high ceilings. And, uh, it looks cool. I like, I like the town. Got some nice bushes. Yeah. Good, good hedge work. Yeah. Again, <laughs> once again, the, uh, the design keeping with, you know, Final Fantasy
1: and the, the Mario meld, you're right. Kind of cathedral-esque the castle. I, I know that, uh, a lot of the dialogue in this area always cracked me up. The first house on the left, as you enter Mushroom Kingdom, if you walk in, there's a, a man sitting at a table and a, a woman, uh, in the kitchen <laughs> and she, yeah. if you talk to the woman, she says, uh, all I do is cook and clean. <laughs> and then if you talk to the man, all it says is chomp, chomp because he's just <laughs> sitting at the table eating.
0: <laughs> That's right. Even in the fungus world, there's a glass ceiling. Damn it
1: yeah upstairs their child is spazzing out jumping on the bed and uh you can you can jump on his head and i think if you uh
0: stand on his head too long mario gets dizzy and falls off (laughs) oh okay i i love jumping around the the little rooms to check i don't know I, i like searching for hidden chests which i think there's if you go downstairs in the item shop there's like a flower down there i think yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's I think a, a character down there that that tells you about the hidden blocks, and then uh, kind yes. of kind of feeds you the first one. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. But you know, you've got in in addition to an inn, there's an item shop here. You can pick up uh, mushrooms, honey syrup, fill up some some FP, some FP. Yeah, and uh, you can get pick me up, Able juice, shirt, pants, jump shoes, and antidote pin. But I don't think I bought anything here, to be honest with you. The,
1: the jump shoes I always buy, those are useful, which uh, basically yeah. uh, I think we mentioned earlier, it allows Mario to do his uh, jumping attacks on all enemies. Mm, Nice. Yeah. I think it also kind of raises your stats as well. I don't know if we mentioned that when we discussed some of the items, but I believe the accessories, in addition to uh, whatever status effect they they help you out with, I think they also kind of raise some of your base
0: stats. Yeah, I I know at least some of them definitely do, because I made some decisions based on it. But but yeah, up at the kind of upper, you know, this town's kind of on a hill, so you can take some steps, or use your superhuman leaping ability to just jump from cliff to cliff, but Either way, you make it to the top of where there is a kind of, I guess, castle, cathedral that you can enter and explore partially. Uh, but the big show here is that, you know, A, this is where the princess's room is, and B, this is where the chancellor is, and you can report to him. Yep, this is our goal. This is who we're going to tell what's going on. He's the boss man. So, yeah, you level with him and let him know, uh, basically, that the is uh now, you know, he he thought you were going to get her back from Bowser, so now it's like, no, now there's the sword and all this weird stuff and he's distressed, but he does give you a map, a world map.
1: Yeah, this um so so this is the first time you can really take a look at the uh, the entire world. But I was going to mention that this this whole scene cracked me up because this is the first time that uh you you really get to see uh uh, Mario pantomime the entire mm-hmm. story up to this point. So the Chancellor essentially asks what's going on and uh, I don't know if we mentioned, but in this game uh, you know Mario doesn't actually speak or, or give dialogue back to yeah. certain char- characters. They just kind of talk to him. And uh, the way that he kind of communicates with them typically is this, this sort of pantomime he runs through. But he basically goes through the whole thing. He acts like he's the sword crashing into Bowser's castle. He reenacts him flying out of the castle and, and everything. So it's, it's pretty funny.
0: Yes, it is. Definitely. And also in addition to the map, he tells you to head down to the the vault room or the treasury where you can find three chests which have 10 coins a flower and a recovery mushroom yeah he's a generous chancellor so you can take it but as soon as you exit this little castle uh, you get another kind of cut scene where we will be introduced to a jerk-faced crocodile with a top hat kind of <laughs> and and a little mush marshmallow fella yeah, funnily enough, uh, you know, if you poke around
1: before you actually go into the uh, the castle, you get some foreshadowing from the uh, the people in the town. If you talk to a couple people, uh, some guy will say, "Oh, hey, I'm, I'm missing my wallet," and there's a strange
0: crocodile guy in town here, <laughs>
1: so mm-hmm. kind of let you know something's going on.
0: Yeah, there goes the neighborhood. It's terrible, <laughs> but this is when you find out that you are introduced to Mallow, who is trying to get a coin back from the crocodile. So, Crocodile, we get get this little cutscene where where Croco runs up and robs
1: Mallow, and Mallow tries to chase after him. Croco jumps up a level, and Mallow tries to jump up a level, but he's, you know, he doesn't got them legs. So, he just kind of hits the wall and slides down and starts to cry.
0: (laughs) Oh, poor guy. Yeah, and also causes it to rain when he cries, so there's that. Yeah, he's got some superpowers. Or something. And so, he joins you, but this kind of initiates a new phase of the game where, for briefly, where you're kind of chasing after Croco. Yes, yeah, so we agree to help Mallow here. Um, once he finds out that you're
1: the Mario, he's you know pretty impressed by you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he says right. that you got more jump than a box of frogs. Oh, and I, I guess to... it's important to mention that Mallow thinks he's a... Uh, does he think he's a
0: frog? or? Yeah, he thinks he's a frog, not a Yes, temple. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, But he doesn't look like a frog. It's just it's like, just give it to him, man. If he starts crying, don't upset him. We don't want that. <laughs> yeah. He'll flood the thing. But then we kind of gain access to an area from... Uh, the mushroom kingdom called bandit's way bandit's way yeah so this is uh again
1: we're uh, we're on the pursuit for for Croco. got to get mallow's frog coin back
0: yeah we're kind of chasing him around this is an area with uh you will see goombas spikies and i think our first encounter with frogogs
1: Frog-o- Frogogs?
0: yep frog-ogs. and then uh
1: also i believe canines are in this area Oh, Which yeah. Kind yeah, of the, uh, the robotic dog-looking enemies.
0: Yeah, and uh, we, this is also the first area where we see those yellow bricks that rotate around each other, where you'll jump on one, and it'll start kind of orbiting the other one, and you have to kind of use them to... I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is. Use them back and forth to kind of cross over. Yeah, kind of bridge a, a chasm. Yeah. It's not really that necessary here. There's a couple coins in the air, but later we will see them in more challenging situations.
1: Yeah. First little taste of platforming, I suppose. Mm-hmm. i think this Which area getting... also introduces us to our first uh star right that you can find in a block and kind of
0: do a little grinding or is that a little further up i could be mistaken Ooh, uh there's one coming up i know because i do remember going hog wild on some canines yeah 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 i, th- I think that one's in this
1: area i'm not 100
0: percent sure i i think i'm yeah i'm it is you have to use those platforms in the second occurrence of them to fight to hit it I... uh yeah you're right but yeah, you can you can grind here a little bit if you if you so choose. Although I don't think it's really necessary. Yeah, in the final area, we'll fight some more Sky Troopas, but that's when you can finally get Croco cornered.
1: Yep, and you have to uh, kind of chase him in circles and he gives you this dialogue every time you uh he runs away and he's clearly faster so you have to sneak up behind him and then when you finally sneak up behind him he kind of jumps like you scared him and says like oh you fools couldn't chase down a pumpkin and then he and then he runs away again you got to catch him a second time and uh, and then he you know keeps hitting you with this line where your eyes are faster than your feet at this rate it'll take you 100 years to catch me <laughs> and each time you catch him he says the same thing but he reduces the amount of years and eventually i think by the fourth time you catch him mallow kind of corners him and starts shaking his fist like okay stop running but
0: To fight. That's right. It's on now. And Kroko is. He's not too tough, really. Not extraordinarily tough, but he's. He is weak against fire, so if you're level three by now, then you should have your fireball power, and you could—that's the easy way out, I'm sure. Yeah, as a kid, I remember Croco
1: uh, actually beating me a couple times. So mm. you know, he's you know can't play around too much with him, but he's uh, got 320 uh, health points, weak versus fire, like you mentioned. If you're at least level three to four, you you should be mostly good to go on him, uh, as long as you got Mario's fire orb ability, which I believe you get at level three.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you have Mallow, so you should have your HP Rain as well to help you stay on top of it.
1: Oh, yeah, that's important. As long you know, as long as you've been fighting, you should have leveled Mallow uh, at least once to this point. And I, I don't know if he starts with HP Rain or if you—I think you have to earn it. I think you have to get at least one level with Mallow to get HP Rain, which mm. is a must. You really—you know, that's, that's a clutch spell.
0: Well, yeah, and, uh, you know, this Bandit's Way is like four or five screens long. They're all full of enemies, so by now you probably are there. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, it, it, I guess it's worth mentioning that if you
1: attack an enemy and they are weak to something you are using, typically you'll get a voice line. So, if you use mm. Fire Orb on Crocco or uh, yeah, on Croco, then uh, it'll actually tell you, "Croco's tail is on
0: fire." Yowch! <laughs> <laughs> it's a hot foot, but uh, defeat him, you will. And when you do, I think this is the first time we get a little uh, trampoline that you can jump on that will kind of teleport you back to the beginning of the Bandit's Way. Yep, this is our uh, our warp trampoline take us back to the beginning so we don't got to run through the whole thing again. Which is very consistent. Which is nice. You know? yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. And then, you know, also, you know, we got the r- rare frog coin from him as well as a wallet. Yeah, and then you, uh, I believe you also, or at least I did, I got a, a flower tab for beating him. I think that's standard, though. Yeah, I think so, yeah, that, which is nice, man.
1: Yeah, especially once you start using HP Rain and, and jump every other fight. Yeah,
0: for sure, you're going to need it. And then, uh, yeah, so after this, there's only one place to go, and that's back to the Mushroom Kingdom. Oh, boy, there's stuff going on, though, buddy. It's not the same Mushroom Kingdom as when we left. No, everything has changed because it's overrun with shy guys on pogo sticks.
1: Yeah, so the the whole Mushroom Kingdom, the, the music's different, the tone is different, it's darker, there's shy guys everywhere kind of cornering the townspeople, though. The whole kingdom's under siege.
0: Yeah, I was really excited when... Uh, I discovered this uh, playing through the first time because this was one of the earliest occurrences I remember seeing of uh, shy guys or characters from Super Mario Brothers 2 kind of surfacing again. It was kind of like not talked about (laughs) afterwards (laughs) or referenced in almost any of the games and stuff. So as the odd one out. But
1: yeah, we're talking about Doki Doki Panic, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I'm I I think the of course, uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 or Super Mario Brothers USA, depending where you are. I think it's better than Doki Doki Panic, but. It's still no, a great yeah. game. It's still a lot of fun, but it's it's nice to see them get some recognition too. For sure. But so now we can fight all these shy guys. Yeah. So a lot of the
1: townspeople are uh, cornered or, or being attacked or they're, they're in some kind of peril and uh, you can choose to, you can choose to save them if you want. You don't have to.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there's, yeah, there's some, they're bouncing around all over the town as well as inside several buildings. Yeah. I don't think
1: you get any kind of special item for ensuring that you save all the townspeople. I could be wrong.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: that precious XP. But and this is also uh yeah I mentioned earlier in the general chat portion. But uh, this area has an infinite flow of shy guys coming out of the uh, uh the castle and hopping down the stairs, and you can kind of stand in one specific spot where you know they're going to bounce, and you get mm. uh, you know you get into a battle every every second. And uh, nice. if you're just, uh, once you get to maybe level seven-ish, I want to say, maybe six, you can kind of just mash the attack button and they'll kind of whittle at your HP, but
0: you, you're never really in yeah. threat of danger, so. You just zone out and auto-fire. Yeah, just read my Nintendo power. That's right, yeah, man. Get ready for the next area. But yeah, but yeah so really the big thing is to head into the castle again, which is predictably full of Shy Guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, there is a save block in the princess's room there is indeed and if you talk to uh the granny in the princess's room she will replenish
1: your health and she will also tell you you have no manners if you try to sleep in peach's bed
0: (laughs) Uh, well she's a big stinky plumber you should stay out of princess bed but that is true but uh yeah as soon as it is revealed that uh the shy guys are being controlled by the evil mac who is a big knife yeah he's he's uh, essentially like a giant dagger with eyes <laughs> i think which of course is a there's that a reference to the mac the knife song by is that jimmy durani i don't know <laughs> i gotta look it up now i haven't heard it in years oh no it's bobby darren what a fool <laughs> or at least he's who sang it i don't know i'm sure many people did who knows who originally wrote it but it's a classic song and uh if you haven't heard of it, you should check it out. But a little less yeah. classic is this guy, Mac himself, is uh got a lot of HP at this Four hundred and eighty. Oh yeah, he's uh he's a little bit of a tank. Yeah, when you walk in,
1: he's got kind of a gang of shy guys bouncing around. They're talking about how they got a new home in the kingdom and they can bounce the night away.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh eagle eyed listeners or players can see there is a star kind of hidden behind the throne. Ah, yeah. But more, more story unfolds. <laughs> ooh, let's, let's get down on these stars. But yeah, so you battle him out. I think he's weak against thunder. Most of the like metal weapon kind of bosses seem to be weak against thunder. So if you've got yeah, mallow, so
1: mallow that- comes in pretty clutch right here. And uh, I guess it's worth noting too
0: that when you're you're fighting
1: the. Uh, but oh, uh, the shysters on the pogo sticks. If you hit Mallow's timed hit with
0: Thunder, it should it should wipe out the whole screen. Oh, it's awesome. Uh Thunder. Yeah. It's it's great even when things aren't weak against Thunder, but uh you're you're set up to roast this fellow and his minions pretty easily.
1: Yep. So it's uh, you're fighting him and four Pogo Stick Shysters, and uh, again, one one Thunderbolt from Mallow should take out the Shysters. Then you can focus on Mac. So he can uh, he can actually be you get one of those voice lines, uh, essentially telling you that he's weak to thunder, and he'll say that Mac is stunned.
0: Oh right, yeah. So that in addition to being strong, it also makes him even easier. So. Yeah, and
1: he occasionally
0: um uh, he'll he'll jump out of the screen and just disappear for a while. So,
1: you know, if you if you do an oh, attack, you're not gonna hit him.
0: Coward. Yeah, I guess that's a good time to heal up, or if you need to. But
1: yep. So after you uh, defeat Mac, uh, you'll you'll earn your first star. So we don't really know what it's quite for yet. But
0: <laughs> yeah, talking to the the Chancellor and Mallow kind of ring up, and he says to go talk to ask his grandpa for help at Tadpole Pond yep i guess it's worth noting
1: too that uh, uh right before the mac fight there were six shysters on pogo sticks and two of them jump on mario's head and are bounced away and after you defeat mac they uh kind of have a short dialogue with each other like oh we got to get out here and, and tell the rest of them so they take off to whatever the oh, next area is and let them know you're coming man that's right tell all your friends about me <laughs> but... so yeah now we're off to uh
0: to go visit
1: Mallow's uncle frog fuchsius and we have to go through the kiro sewers to get there
0: yeah yeah and um uh... I think this is the point where you can go in the item shop. You get that cricket pie. Yeah. Right? Because you get it for frog fuchsia. Otherwise, we'll have to come back and get it later, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's I actually got stuck there when I was a kid. That one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know what the hell I was missing. So It's like, what's going on, you freaks? Yeah, is- I totally forgot about the frog coin and all that. So All right, cool, cool.
0: That's going to do it for this week, guys and gals. We'll be back next episode to continue our quest to rescue Peach and something about some stars or whatever. But what was your first RPG? Let us know at cartridgecommand@gmail.com, and we will read it so fast you won't even know. You can also reach us at Cart Command on Twitter or on Facebook. And of course, a hearty thanks to our patrons one and all. While Super Mario Bros. RPG may be generous with coins, reality isn't always, so we appreciate every single dollar that you, or maybe someone you know, has given or will give. I don't know, but regardless, thanks to each of you, exactly one million. And as always, game
1: on!
0: Game on.